Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be engaging Julian of Norwich to help us sit with the violence of our own lives. This is the 17th chapter of Julian of Norwich's long text entitled Revelations of Divine Love. Take a deep breath, and wherever you are, let your shoulders relax. Let your attention settle, and I invite you to open your heart to these words. And in this dying, the words of Christ were brought to my mind. I thirst, and I saw in Christ a double thirst, one bodily, the other a spiritual one, which I shall speak of in the 31st chapter. For in these words was revealed to me the bodily thirst, which I understood was caused by loss of moisture, for the blessed flesh and bones were left altogether without blood and moisture. The blessed body was abandoned and drying for a long time, becoming distorted because of the nails and its own weight. For I understood that because the dear hands and the dear feet were so tender, the great size, hardness, and grievousness of the nails made the wounds become wider and the body sagged with its own weight from hanging for such a long time. And the piercing and twisting of the head, bound with the crown of thorns, and all baked with dry blood, with the dear hair and the dry flesh clinging to the thorns, and the thorns to the dying flesh. And at first, while the flesh was fresh and bleeding, the continuous grip of the thorns made the wounds wide, And furthermore, I saw that the deer skin and the tender flesh with the hair and the blood was all raised and loosened from the bone by the thorns where it was slashed through in many pieces, like a sagging cloth, as if it would soon have fallen off. It was so heavy and loose while it still had its natural moisture And that caused me great sorrow and fear, for I thought I would not for my life have seen it fall off. How this was done, I did not see, but understood that it was with the sharp thorns and the rough and grievous way the crown was pressed onto his head, mercilessly and without pity. This continued for a while, and soon it began to change, and I watched and marveled how it might be. And then I saw that it was because it began to dry and to lose some of its weight and congeal about the garland of thorns. And so it surrounded his head like one garland upon another. The garland of thorns was dyed with the blood and the other garland of wounds and the head. All was one color like dry, clotted blood. 
where the skin of the flesh of his face and body appeared, it was fine and wrinkled with a tanned color, like a dry board when it has been scorched, and the face darker than the body. I saw four ways in which it had been dried up. The first was loss of blood. The second was the torment, which then followed. The third being hung in the air as a cloth is hung to dry. The fourth, that his bodily nature needed liquid and he was given no kind of help in all his grief and pain. Ah, his pain was hard and grievous, but it was much more hard and grievous when the moisture was exhausted and everything began to dry and shrink. The pains that were revealed in the blessed head were these. The first done to the dying body while it was moist. The second, a slow pain as the body dried and shrank with the blowing of the wind from without that dried him more and tormented him with cold as much as I could imagine and other torments from which I saw that everything I could say would be quite inadequate, for they were indescribable. This showing of Christ's pain filled me with pain, though I knew well he only suffered once, yet he wanted to show it to me and fill me with awareness of it as I had wished previously. And in all this time of Christ's pain, the only pain I felt was for the pain of Christ. Then I thought to myself, I little knew what pain it was that I asked for and repented like a wretch, thinking that if I had known what it would be like, I would have been loath to pray for it, for I thought that it was worse than bodily death, my pain. I thought, is any pain like this? And I was answered in my reason. Hell is another pain, for there is despair. But of all the pains which lead to salvation, this is the greatest pain, to see your love suffer. How could any pain be greater to me than to see him who is my whole life, all my bliss and all my joy suffering? Here, I truly felt that I loved Christ so much more than myself, that there was no pain that could be suffered comparable to the sorrow I felt to see him in pain. It is hard to look at violence. It is hard to witness brutality. It's hard to hear or read descriptions of the evil that people do to one another. Our reticence to do so is evidence of our humanity, our tenderness as created beings. But it's also important, especially this week, to acknowledge that we all enact violence on one another perhaps with words rather than bombs or fists or with coldness of heart 
or benefiting from oppressive systems rather than thorns or bullets, but we are absolutely guilty of violence to one another, just as evil as what we heard today. It's important for us to sit with that truth, to mourn, and then also to repent. And not only to repent, but also to reconcile and to amend our lives. This is the ministry of Holy Week to our own hearts and souls. Thank you for joining me today. The peace of Christ be with you.